Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Good Place. Discussing season one, episode five, titled Category 55 Emergency Doomsday Crisis. Uh, so, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing really of note is going on in this episode. <laughs> Everything's running smoothly, nothing ominous in any way, <laughs> nothing threatening the very fabric of the universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, the sinkhole's growing. This is an episode about how the sinkhole's definitely growing. It's definitely expanding outward. It is not repairing itself in any way. Uh, everything is bad. Everything is really, really bad right now. Uh, it is very fitting of the designation Category 55 Emergency Doomsday Crisis. So, everything's on lockdown. As Michael and Janet try to fix the sinkhole. The entire neighborhood is locked down. No one can go outside. Everything is just... Honestly, it's COVID. (laughs) In this episode, The Good Place acts out COVID. And this comes at an incredibly inopportune time because Chidi and Eleanor are buttonheads quite a bit because Chidi is kind of getting exhausted with having to teach both Eleanor and Jason all of this philosophy and ethics. Uh, He's getting very, very, very irritated with the whole affair. And so it's causing this this chasm to form between Eleanor and Chidi in their friendship. And so they spend this entire episode fighting... Something which is only made more complicated when Michael comes and says, Hey, guys, so these two, they live right next to the sinkhole. Obviously, they can't be at home right now. So I was thinking you guys could uh, house them, could shelter them, and could make them feel at home, yada, yada, yada. And so (laughs) we get these two. Living with Eleanor and Chidi. So they have to hide the fact that Eleanor doesn't belong here. All while having this massive fight. This only gets more complicated when it's revealed that these two were a marriage counselor. (laughs) And uh, someone who investigated identity theft. In other words, the two worst possible people to have to lie about the entire state of your lives around. The two people most likely to see through their bullshit. Suffice it to say, 
hijinks ensue. <laughs> Suffice it to say, we get some shenanigans going on. And they handle this so well. They handle this in a really spectacular way. I especially love the moment where uh, Eleanor and Chidi sort of go off into their own little room and start fighting and start having this spat. <laughs> and there's very, they think they're alone, but there's very clearly a window where the other couple can very clearly see them arguing. And also, in the midst of this big fight, Eleanor just caps us off by going like, Oh, y- here's what you are expecting. You're expecting uh, for us to fight a bunch and then think, Wow, this is kind of hot. Let's have sex. Well, this isn't happening. Okay, it's happening. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, but we then get this like weird therapy session where... They are, this other couple is trying to, like, just examine Eleanor and Chidi's relationship and try and figure out what's wrong. And Eleanor and Chidi have to give some form of honest enough answer to <laughs> not uh, not raise any bells. And this leads to uh, Chidi getting off his chest that, like, just everything's kind of overwhelming him and yada yada yada. By the end of the episode, it does come out to Eleanor, or or Eleanor rather, realizes that the real problem is Eleanor's very existence, and the fact that she's rapidly approaching earning her place in the good place, means that Chidi just will not have a soulmate, will never have a true soulmate, and that is kind of irritating him. And so, once the lockdown lifts, uh, Eleanor kind of sets up this whole thing where it's just like, You told me this was your dream paradise, uh, reading French poetry in a boat. Uh, I set this all up for you. Whenever you're getting annoyed with my very existence, hold up this sign that says, Fork Off, Eleanor. Like, and everything will be good, and I'll leave you alone and give you some time. And they kind of work stuff out. Also, it is worth noting... (laughs) The couple that is staying with Chidi and Eleanor very clearly want to fork them. (laughs) Like, they very clearly want a bone. (laughs) They very clearly, like, are looking to, as Eleanor puts it, swing. (laughs) And and Eleanor, as soon as she brings this up, is like, let's just do it. (laughs) Let's just, let's just do it. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not having sex with people just so they don't know what's going on. Uh, But yeah, that whole situation is insane and so perfectly written and great. Also, there is another excellent, excellent subplot where Tahani sees the rankings of everyone in The Good Place. The rankings of all their points. And she scrolls down, she scrolls down, she scrolls down, she scrolls down, and she realizes that she is second to last. And this brings up a lot of insecurities for her. Uh, We get a very, very good flashback storyline of all the times everyone looked up to her sister, Camilla. 
uh, and how much Camilla overshadowed her, uh, even in the eyes of her own parents. Her own parents kind of ignored her always in favor of Camilla. Like, it was always Camilla, 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 Camilla. And Tahani just could never escape her shadow. She was always told that Camilla was so much better than her in every possible way. And this kind of rubbed her the wrong way. And these feelings have sort of manifested themselves when Tahani saw that she was second to last in the Good Place rankings. And so Tahani's now... Desperate, like, I gotta get my score up. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. And in an absolutely stupid moment, Tahani is just like, I'm gonna go outside and try and help repair the sinkhole. By the way, have not mentioned this at all yet, but Michael's freaking the hell out about the sinkhole. Like, I especially love where Michael's just like, oh, oh, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. There's nothing wrong here. Uh, hey, do you have a room where no one can see or hear me even if I yell really loudly in fear? <laughs> oh, oh, this is how I react when uh, uh, to totally mundane things that aren't uh, an issue at all. <laughs> but Michael's just freaking out about the sinkhole and it's great. And Ted Danson, Ted Danson is a national damn treasure. He's so, so good <laughs> as Michael. I just have to bring that up. Uh, but Tahani goes out to try and help with the sinkhole, and Michael's like, no, this is really, really stupid. That, that That's a dumb thing. You you should not be here right now. Uh, anyone, any human getting too close to the sinkhole uh, could face irreparable damage, uh, and Tahani's face just starts, like, going nuts and <laughs> becoming all abstract and weird. Michael's just like, okay, knock her out while, while we still can. Knock her out before it's too late. And then they get Tani away from the sinkhole, and uh, Michael talks with her, and Tahani says that she saw the rankings. And then Michael's like, okay, look, first off, the point system stops when you're dead. So nothing you would have done would have changed anything anyway. Second, out of billions of people, you got into the good place. You are one of a select few who got in here. You have nothing left to prove to anyone. And so Michael's just kind of repairing those insecurities that Tahani has and addressing those insecurities that Tahani has. Uh, And it's a really, really good arc for Tahani, kind of learning that She doesn't have to compare herself to other people. Like, she's perfectly fine. She's perfectly okay. Uh, She can be comfortable with herself. She doesn't have to hold herself to these impossible standards that everyone held her to in life. But anyway, the sinkhole fixes itself. Uh, And Eleanor's talking to Michael and like, Hey, what did you do to fix the sinkhole? And Michael's like, I I didn't do anything. It just started fixing itself randomly. And it weirdly corresponded right with Eleanor making things up to Chidi. It really really corresponded with Eleanor and Chidi sort of working out these issues. So, the sinkhole was expanding and contracting via Eleanor and Chidi's relationship. 
And then Michael's like, okay, this is terrible news. I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea what's going on here. But you and I are going to figure it out. You and I are going to find out what's wrong with this neighborhood. And Eleanor got this look on her face like, mm, that's, uh, that's me. Uh, mm, we, mm, that's not great. That's not, uh, that is not what I want at all. Uh, so now we kind of have Michael and Eleanor investigating Eleanor. <laughs> we have Eleanor having to investigate herself, essentially. Uh, and that's going to be what, uh, what we go forth on. Uh, by the way, I do have to mention this scene in the beginning where uh, Chidi is explaining, I think it's utilitarianism, to Eleanor and Jason. And he's trying to, to explain the idea that, like, uh, you, like, under this theory, like, you can do bad things to justify the betterment of others or yada, yada, yada. And Jason tells a weirdly perfect example of a story where <laughs> he talks about this girl wanted to marry uh, the best dancer in my dance troupe and uh, wanted to take him to some other place in the country uh, and uh, that would have been bad for the dance crew and so I... <laughs> I had this woman arrested for something. I think I think he like stashed a bunch of stolen boogie boards <laughs> in like her shed or something. I think that was it. And then <laughs> he's just like, so I put one woman in prison to save a 60 person dance crew. And she's just like, shockingly, that is actually a perfect example of this. <laughs> so it's like the only thing funnier. Then Jason saying stupid shit is Jason saying stupid shit that's actually exactly on point to the situation. Sometimes that happens, and when it is, it is the most hilarious thing ever. Like, I just love that. I love Jason. Jason might be my favorite character. I'm gonna be on it. I, I love that man. <laughs> I would die for that man. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's that episode. Solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. It feels so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 6. Talk to you then.